Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. What's up, gents? My name is Charlie Ungemach, and you are listening to an episode of the Gird Up Broadcast. Now, the dudes are going to join me in just a minute, and we got a lot of great content coming your way. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project here. All of our content at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we also have to rely then upon the contributions of our listeners to do so. You'll never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost us money to put a show like this together. So if you find what we're doing here valuable and you enjoy the broadcast and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going and it helps us reach and minister to many more men just like you. Hope you enjoy the broadcast today. Let's get to it. All right, folks, you're listening to a special episode of the Gird Up Broadcast. Today we're celebrating Thanksgiving, so this one's going to come out a couple days early so you can listen to it while you're driving home or whatever it might be. Let's get to it. All right, today with me, I'm Charlie Ingemach, obviously. Today with me, with me, I've got... Gustav Wentz. And... Connor Herter. And... Zach Shoreline. You've heard all these guys before, so we won't go into introductions. If you want to get to know them better, you'll have to listen to other episodes of the podcast. But today, well, since it's Thanksgiving... Or meet a little us bit in different. person. Yeah. Yeah, meet us in person, too. That'd be great. <laughs> Gus is a celebrity. He meets people like out in other I states. literally stuff. don't. You're the yeah. one that meets some the people dude, that know me. Some dude showed up and was just like, yo, are you Gustav Wentz? And <gasps> no. Yeah. When? What? No, you out in Washington. Oh, I heard about right. Yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, the guy yeah. that introduced himself to Gustav Wentz out in Washington, send us an email. We want to know who you are. Anyway, it's Thanksgiving, so we're going to celebrate by getting a little off of what we usually do, and uh, we're going to talk a lot about Thanksgiving today. So we're going to start off. With a couple of uh, Thanksgiving jokes, we're going to give you some of our favorites, maybe some of our least favorites here. <coughs> Who's going to start us off? Who's got a good Thanksgiving joke? Shoreline's looking ready. Oh, yeah, okay. So, um, why did the turkey refuse dessert? Because he, he was, was so stuffed. stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, let's hope it gets better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How does Thanksgiving always end? With G? Yeah. Ah. Oh, <laughs> got it. Connor? <laughs> All right. You guys have heard this one before, but for the sake of our listeners, uh, what sound does a limping turkey make? Wobble, wobble. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> All right. Uh, how did the <laughs> – sorry, uh, different one. Uh, what can you never eat for Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, uh, bre- Breakfast? Or lunch. Ah, <laughs> Breakfast or lunch, yeah. Why did the cranberries turn red? Because of Why? nature. Uh, they saw the turkey dressing. <laughs> <Ooh>. Turkey dressing. <laughs> uh, speaking of clothes. <laughs> speaking of clothes, uh, why do you often see the pants of pilgrims falling off? Because they, they put the buckles on their hats. Oh, 
<laughs> if nice. pilgrims traveled on the Mayflower, what do college students travel on? Scholarships. Hey, oh, nice. Yeah. This is true. VP emailed me today about that. <laughs> You're gonna need some. Yeah, soon. yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's like, you better be uh, getting aboard there, sailor. Or, no, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what? The scholarship, dude. What do you mean, what? Oh my gosh. It was clever. It was. Clever. I enjoyed. Yeah, it. I was keeping the joke going. Good job. Man. Oh my gosh, Charlie. I think we might be on the same. Uh, yeah, I'm switching. Uh, if pilgrims were alive today, what would they be most famous for? Their age. All right. Uh, what happened when the turkey got into a fight? He got the stuffing knocked out of him. Oh. <laughs> Yo, hot take. I don't stuff my turkeys. Like honestly. Really? Yeah. When I make turkey, How I don't often do, do you stuffing. actually took the cook the turkey though? Or is it every time I'm home for Thanksgiving. Really? Your mom yeah, does I've do done. For you? No. Oh, wow. No, well, my dad did it growing up, and my hey, mom hates turkey. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. It's no longer. I prefer my turkeys cooked by professionals. If I'm honest with you. Whoa, hey now. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Quick trip, hey oh. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I've 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 done three turkeys. I've done three. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Hoping to do four this year. <laughs> Our listeners are jotting that down. <laughs> okay, notebook. can a turkey <laughs> jump higher than the Empire State Building? Oh, wait, they, they can't see that I raised my hand. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Oh, wait, yes, yes, because the Empire State Building can't jump. Bingo. Let's go. Yeah, yes. my guy. Uh, <laughs> All right, Charlie, you got one? No. <laughs> I keep forgetting that these aren't riddles. Like, I don't know why I'm so eager to try and figure them out before <laughs> oh. they can... <laughs> more dirty ones that are wonderful no <laughs> you can't do them well then let's go with the clean one shall we yeah, uh I'm what trying. did the scarecrow <laughs> wear to thanksgiving uh, a um, harvest <laughs> i was just looking at that one here we go how do you get a turk well, i'm sorry what do you get when you crossbreed a turkey with a harp hmm. a bird who can pluck itself hmm Mm, yeah, it's no, really that fun. No, okay. No, no, no. It's more of like, mm, good thinking. Oh, here's a better one. Okay, what did the turkey say before he was roasted? Spare me no insults. Just go ahead and roast me. What? so bad. I love like the character that you gave that turkey. Yeah, yeah. You you <laughs> really stoic, amplified. Like, you amplified that line for sure. <laughs> All right, anybody got it anymore? Uh, <laughs> we ran out. Okay, ways. ready, ready. Here, in the theme that you just left on, what will a turkey with a dramatic bent of mind that <laughs> say to another turkey on Thanksgiving morning? To be or not to be roasted? That is the question. No, <laughs> that was unreal. <laughs> <laughs> like all of that. Was just... You're welcome. <laughs> If what? fruit comes um, from a fruit tree, where does a turkey come from? A turk tree. A poultry. Oh, oh hey, that's kind of... What does Thanksgiving have in common with Halloween? Goblins. Goblins. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What kind of music did the pilgrims like? 
Mm. Jazz. Rock. You're Plymouth, almost Rock. Plymouth Rock. Plymouth oh. Rock. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. Yes. yep. There we go. Okay, so uh, two two buns are in the oven, and one bun turns to the other and says, "Wow, <laughs> it's uh, it's getting kind of hot in here, don't you think?" <laughs> and the other bun turns and goes, "Holy cow, a talking bun!" <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> but it's also a bun, so why is it right, shocked yeah. it? All right, I get I got to tell this one, though, because we liked it earlier. What do you get if you crossed a turkey with a ghost? A poultry geist? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was high quality. That's a good one every time. Should I say that Abraham one? <laughs> Only if you add the, the accent. Okay. Yeah. All right. Father asked Abraham... <laughs> To write a composition entitled, What Am I Thankful For on Thanksgiving? Naughty Abraham wrote, I'm thankful that I'm not a turkey. Why does he have to be naughty? I'm I don't still wondering know. why he has to be It's naughty. in capital letters, too. That's what makes it weirder. <laughs> it's, just, it's like a different person. It's not just Abraham. It's naughty Abraham. So that's why what? you're adding so much emphasis to naughty. That makes more sense. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Hey, yo, why did the turkey cross the road? Uh, right. to get to the other side. Uh, prove to the chicken it could be done. Ooh, Ooh, nice. What do you get when you divide a pumpkin's circumference by its diameter? Pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you go. You're a nice. nerd. <laughs> I uh, saw that earlier on the same website. Uh, <laughs> did, I don't well, know if you guys said this one earlier. What sound does a space turkey make? Global? Hubble, Hubble, Hubble. Oh, <laughs> you were close. <laughs> what smells the best at Thanksgiving dinner? M- your, your nose. Ah. <laughs> oh. There you go. Yeah. Well, I just see the same jokes on websites yeah. over and over again. The first 40 minutes is <laughs> brought to you by Google. Right. <laughs> uh, for me, it was Should we Yahoo. say the, the <laughs> little Mandy one? The What? I don't remember the little Daddy one. asked little Mandy, why can't you... <laughs> Why can't you take a turkey to church? Little Mandy said, because they use such foul language. And I'm not going to say the rest because, you know. Why was the Thanksgiving soup so expensive? It was 24 carats. Oh, Oh, that was nice. Carrots. (laughs) Carrots on the. That's the only time of year I eat carrots. How did the turkey get home for Thanksgiving? On the gravy train. Oh my goodness! <laughs> On the gravy train. What did yeah, the turkey like say? Gravy boat. <laughs> oh, gravy train. okay. Yeah. Who said this one? What did the turkey say to the turkey hunter on Thanksgiving? Quack quack. It's <laughs> not funny. It's kind of funny. <laughs> what do you call a turkey's evil twin? A gobbleganger. <laughs> <laughs> What do you get when a turkey legs an egg on top of a barn? I don't know. An egg roll. How did the salt and pepper welcome all the guests? By saying season's greetings. Uh, Oh. Yeah. All right. (laughs) These are rough. (laughs) These are rough. Wonderful. Wonderfully rough. All right, any more that we want to throw out there? Mm, not um, that I want to, no. How do, how do uh, <laughs> pilgrims can. kick bad habits? Mm. 
They quit cold turkey. Yes, they do. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Tofu turkey, no matter how you slice it, Thanksgiving just isn't Thanksgiving without turkey. A restaurant owner in California. What? This isn't a joke? Are you reading, <laughs> you reading an article? <laughs> <laughs> the news now. Wow, so you're reading the news? Okay, Charlie. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Did you hear about the X-rated turkey? No. It was served with very little dressing. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> It's as risky Let's as keep we this get. Appropriate. All right, <laughs> pretty spicy. <laughs> Which side of the turkey has the most feathers? The outside. The outside. The outside. <laughs> <laughs> this one actually has uh, nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Uh, what is green and has wheels? The lawnmower. Uh, grass. I lied about the wheels. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Shoot. That's the same as the. Hey, what's blue and smells like red paint? Red paint. Red, red paint. <laughs> blue paint. <laughs> Oh, you also red paint. Oh my gosh! What? <laughs> Yikes! Oh, that's tough. That's All right, tough. That was time to move on. Bad look Since on everybody. It's Thanksgiving, and everybody, you know, we've always had the tradition. Well, I mean, not actually. My family hasn't really done it that I can think of, but. Um, you know, often families, or at least on the movies, you'll see families go around a table and list all the things they're thankful for, right? But on the Grid Up Podcast, every week we talk about things we're thankful for, so we decided instead to talk about things we are not thankful for this year. And the rules are, sin, the devil, COVID, politicians, and cafeteria food are all <laughs> off the table. So, six what would you like to complain about <laughs> besides those things? Actually, I was thinking about this earlier, and uh, like, there's honestly not that much that I can't find any reason to be thankful for at all. Just to throw that out there. But, here's what I am not thankful that Gus's bike is still in my employer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither are all the Shell's customers that you've told. <laughs> okay. okay, it was two people. Two people, but yeah. I made sure to tell them you got to say this to guess. They were like, "Yeah, he didn't talk anything about beer. He just kept talking about bike." Okay, I'm not thankful when I see Charlie down at late night on Tuesday nights when it's chicken tenders, because I know the next day is going to be a miserable conversation with him. What? <laughs> you can explain that. I don't know Charles. what it is about the cafeteria chicken. Tenders. We did say cafeteria foods off the table, but we didn't complain about cafeteria food. He complained about you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know what it is about the the chicken tenders at late night calf, but I cannot digest them. Like, I just can't. It's I don't. You've said this before. I oh remember you God. saying this. It's so with bad. You guys. Like, and I I just have. It's so bad. I don't want to get into details. It's not good. But there you are, going out of your way to go to late night. <laughs> <laughs> Without fail, he's well, down there Tuesday night. I go down there, and it's usually because I don't really get any social time, and people get mad at me when I try to talk to them in the library, which I guess is fair. Um, so then I go to the cafeteria to get a little bit of social time in before I go home. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's chicken tenders. And two different times this year, I've been like, I know I'm going to regret this tomorrow, but they just taste so good. And it only takes like one or two chicken tenders. And the next day, it's not so bad for me. It's awful for anybody sitting around <laughs> me. I always it's sit by you for chapel. good. Ah, I, and I, like, it's one of those things where it stops being funny because it's so concerning. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like people are generally... Gen- genuinely going to start, like, their opinion of me is going to start going down if they sit next to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? The budget's really going up. It's the ham horn, bro. Uh, what are you two not thankful for? Uh, I'm going to say the inconsistency of microwaves. Ooh. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, hit, it, right, hit it. Hit it for a minute, right? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Hit it for two minutes, nothing. Hit it for 
like another thirty seconds, Holden. I can't pick up the bowl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hot. yeah. Right, once you figure out your microwave, then you go try and use somebody else's microwave. It's, totally it's on a different, 30, different thing. Yeah, it takes two minutes and thirty seconds on your microwave. It takes eight and a half minutes on theirs. Then you go home to your folks' house, and it takes a minute and a half there. It's like, how do you? Yeah, brutal. Yeah, brutal. Brutal, brutal on the fingertips just and the tongue. That's for the sure. The worst type of yeah. And first when you cook food in the microwave, yeah. the way that like part of it'll be cold and the other half of it'll be hot, and you just get pockets. Yeah, that's true. You get hot pockets, if you will. Hot pockets. <laughs> hot pockets. <laughs> nice. I feel like that. You might remember be. that? Yeah, Zach. Zach. Gal- yes. No. No one. Zach, no one remembers uh, no, what's that. His name. That's not Zach. Zach Galvin Agnes. No. Um, Jim. Yeah, we remember. We remember. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Act like you're name? not a decade older okay, than no, most people listening. He's like a dad. He makes all the dad jokes. He's the hot pocket guy. What? Um, there's a hot pocket guy? Yeah, his <laughs> wife is from Milwaukee. Um, That's definitely you're not You're literally a blanking on known. everyone at this table. Okay, <laughs> Connor is close to your age. I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> like, the hot pocket here, guy? Here, 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 here. Jim sure? Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan was a oh, was a the, yeah. hot, Jim Gaffigan's the, a hot pocket. Oh, the okay. hot pocket guy. Yes. Why didn't you say Thank that? He's oh, not no. the hot pocket guy. <laughs> okay, Jim Gaffigan's more known for his McDonald's Wait. jokes than anything else. Isn't okay. that guy's wife from Milwaukee? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we need to start doing these, these podcasts later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, Seven o'clock in the morning is that prime time for us. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you're not thankful for this year? Connor, you're up. Uh, Minnesota uh, Winters. Oh, or the na- mini winter we just had that's or, over yeah, already. The like, literal the yeah, wind that bad. cuts through everything. Yeah, today was like March 15th. Like the wind is Warm, bad. the snow's the melting. Cold is, that is the yeah. Midwestern saying. It wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the wind that's right now. That's true. Although, that's been true both of the last two days. It would be a nice day if it wasn't so windy. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You also figure out really fast which one of your clothes like less went through and which doesn't. Because mm-hmm. like, if you wear it in layers, oh, it's nice and warm. You wear it by itself. Not warm anymore. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Am I'm not I... thankful for premium light. Yes. Why do you say <laughs> Agreed. That? Uh, dude, just name an upside. There it's premium. It tastes it's like light. metal, dude. You throw beer. <laughs> yeah, it's throw a metallic a taste. Pickle to it. spear in there. Now here, here's what's weird. It's better in shells light. Here's what's weird though. Elite tastes better than premium light, even though it's supposed to taste the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it has a little bit of like a... It's fuller bodied, honestly. Like it has yeah, an oh actual yeah, it flavor to is. it. It's almost got a little bit of like a fluoride flavor though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like a Michelob Ultra. Yeah. You know, low carbs, low calories. We're not talking about high quality beer here. I mean, it's well, great it, it, and you should okay, come dude. drink it. <laughs> Yo, there was a guy that came in today that Kyle was talking to and apparently he owns some bar up by one of the stadiums or something and he's going to start putting our stuff in there. <laughs> the nice. That was as narrow the as you can get. I don't know. I don't know what bar the guy. guy. I don't know. He just it's said. This guy that owns a bar next to a stadium somewhere. Okay. <laughs> in the cities though. Okay. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Fourteen stadiums in the <laughs> right? city. Right? It's why does it matter which one? They all get, they all get business. <laughs> all right. Anything else we're not thankful for? <sighs> uh, Michigan making it so close this year uh, with who did we play? Indiana? Is all that who we played this weekend? Talk about it, it, we're, we're still a perfect season right now, but man, it was it was too close. It was way too close this last game. It literally came down. Why to do the you last think minute. they're not in the uh, talks for the playoff right now? Oh, well, do you want my honest opinion? Yeah. 
I think it's because the southern states are very good at buying their players. And uh, that one I thought you were gonna say. And uh, Ohio State also buys their players, so that's honestly that. that's honestly what I think. I think Michigan has a higher standard when it comes to academics, which makes it more difficult for. You gotta love Jim Harbaugh. I love Jim Harbaugh. I do. I think we pay him too much sometimes, but I love Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. I don't. I think Jim Harbaugh does it right. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys aren't thankful for? I don't know. I'm, I'm not thankful I'm for pretty, the short days. I like oh my gosh! Four forty-five yeah. sunset. Mm-hmm. No, I was gonna say time in general. I'm mm-hmm. not thankful for because there's not enough time in the day. But ever. what if time? What? <laughs> yeah, like give us an so extra two back. hours it's is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like yeah. I wish our bodies were more accustomed to staying awake longer than twelve hours. And then sleeping for four. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you awake for 12 hours? Well, no, I said, so what I'm saying is that you, you being more accustomed. stay awake for 12 and then leap, sleep for four? Longer that than 12. That is the most college thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. I stay awake for 12 <laughs> hours, sleep for four. I'm telling you what I'm ungrateful for. Hours. Why are you harshing my ungratefulness <laughs> right now? <laughs> I'm trying to be ungrateful. Let <laughs> <laughs> me be mad about it. No, I was talking I to know. Sue today. We were both like, wow, the days, they're just so short. Like, regardless of the darkness, it's just like time goes by faster for some reason. Tell you what else I'm not thankful for. Pumpkin spice. Ah, what? Uh, you can miss why? me with pumpkin spice, man. But why, though? Not There's even the good nitro from, from the way it tastes. Uh, caribou in town Especially here? beer. Pumpkin spice. Oh, Any yeah. pumpkin when beer? When did you have a pumpkin yuck. spice beer? Oh, I don't know where. When, but Sam when? Adams made one last year. I haven't yeah. had one this year. Okay. I've had four <laughs> or five of them, though, in my life, and they're never good. <laughs> in my life. <laughs> They've never, they've never been good. Well, Charlie, years. but you're so old. How have you only had four or five? All those years, all those beers, I've had four all that were pumpkin, years, but they weren't good. It's a tattoo. They, they were good. spice, though. All those they years. They were spicy, and they were pumpkin, <laughs> but they weren't good beer. All I don't right. know. I've heard a lot of good stuff about uh, um, uh, Sleepy Eyes uh, Barrel Aged, apparently. That came out. Oh, yeah? They, have the wa- they, they dip the tops of them in wax. Interesting. Yeah, like yep. they're super fancy right. with it. I gotta find an excuse to get over there. Does that like yeah, affect the flavor? Or? Well, it's just as <laughs> fancy. No, just like I think hear about it tastes really good. They think about the like Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. <laughs> think about how Maker's too. Mark dips their bottles. Oh, they do yeah. the same thing except with their cabbage barrel aged beer. Yeah, or not cabbage, just barrel aged. Yeah, just barrel aged. Yeah, they don't have caves. Don't act like they have caves. The cave changed the flavor so much. All right. Uh, okay. Anyway. Okay. So uh, there's been a lot of debate about whether or not Thanksgiving is a holiday that should be celebrated, and all kinds of accusations flying around about uh, the impact of Thanksgiving. I actually listened to three podcasts this afternoon that all talked about how terrible Thanksgiving is, and one of them was an NPR podcast that Go had figure. received more than two million downloads. So uh, this is becoming more of a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Become more and more of a hot topic, and so in order to officially debunk the idea that uh, this holiday is something we can't celebrate, I cruised through Wikipedia and found all kinds of information about. Oh my goodness! Oh <laughs> my! Don't say no. anything. Okay. Keep going. Keep Sorry, going. I um. <laughs> what? I why now? Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I went through Wikipedia and found all kinds of information talking about the true facts of the first Thanksgiving, and you know it's true because I found it on the internet. So Hey-o. here we go. The true story of Thanksgiving. Let's start with who are the pilgrims. Who wants to read who are the pilgrims? I got you. You know how to read? 
I mean, he reads the news every single time. Something that I'm ungrateful for is Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, who were the pilgrims? You know, there's probably names I won't pronounce in here, right? (laughs) Just throw some in. England was a Roman Catholic nation (laughs) until 15... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay, England was a Roman Catholic nation until 1534. Okay, shut up about it. Okay, Does it smell Let like pumpkin read. spice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay sorry, we're ahead. reading. England was a Roman Catholic <laughs> nation until saying. Charlie. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Made it a full five words into this story. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah, five minutes of this I literally messed up one word on <laughs> purpose. Okay, for all you at home, England that's was a Roman Catholic world. nation until 1534, when King Henry the Eighth, great dude in parentheses. I feel like that was an addition that uh, came from a certain podcast <laughs> owner. Uh, declared himself head of a new national church called the Church of England. Although he and his daughter, Queen Elizabeth I, made changes which made the Church of England different from the Roman Catholic Church, some felt that the new church retained too many Roman practices. They called for a return to a simpler faith and a less structured... Okay. Well, and less structured forms of worship. And because these people wanted to purify the church, they became known as the Purit- Puritans. The Puritans. The Puritans. The Puritans. Another group considered very radical taught the new Church of England was, or thought, they thought that the new Church of England was beyond reform. So, called separatists, they demanded the formation of a new independent, of new independent congregations. I can't believe I made fun of you for not being able to read. (laughs) This opinion, that it was uh, unable to be fixed, proved dangerous as it was illegal to be a part of any church other than the Church of England. The Separatists Church <laughs> congregated, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> congregation that established Plymouth Count, Col- <laughs> County <laughs> Colony. Sorry. All right, folks. Okay, well, uh, they established uh, Zach, Plymouth Colony. Shout out to <laughs> in New England. Uh, was originally centered around the town of Scrooby in Nottinghamshire, England. Uh, members is a great name for a town. What a Nottingham, Scrooby Dooby Doo, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Nottingham, okay, Nottinghamshire. Not yeah, not even Nottingham, Nottinghamshire. <laughs> uh, members included the young William Bradford and William Brewster. We all remember them. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, the old Duh. guys. Uh, like others who refused to follow the Church of England's teachings, some of them were harassed, fined, and even sent to jail. When they felt they could no longer suffer these difficulties in England, they chose to flee to the Dutch Netherlands. There, they could practice their own religion without fear or of Percy. Wow, no, I did it, I did it. Percy Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Fear of persecution from the English government or its church. (laughs) Part B, the Mayflower. (laughs) All right. Any comments on the Pilgrims, first of all? Uh, You know, they had a hard life. Yeah, well, I say uh, the you'll hear every once in a while people will start talking about like, oh, they came up, they didn't actually want religious freedom. They wanted to come in here and establish their own church. And yes, it is true that they want to come over here and establish their own church, but that's not the same thing as not wanting religious freedom because right. there were a whole bunch of people already here, and they were just coming to join a party. Anyway, 
Yeah. Coming to join the party. Yeah. <laughs> Over here in the new world. That's a kind way of looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want me to continue on? Yes, please. Yeah, you got this. All right. Uh, part B, the Mayflower. Carrying about 65 passengers, Mayflower left London in mid-July 1620. In early September, (laughs) (laughs) in early September, western gales turned the North Atlantic into a dangerous place to sail. Mayflower's Uh (laughs) provisions were already quite low when departing Southampton, England, after waiting for her partnership, the Speedwell, to be repaired, and they became lower still by delays. Lower still. Yeah. Probably slower still. No, nope, yeah, no, nope, lower, nope. lower okay. still. Uh, <laughs> and they yet. became yeah. lower still by delays of more <laughs> than a month. The passengers had been on board the ship this entire time, feeling worn out and in no condition for the very taxi lengthy a- Atlantic <laughs> <laughs> journey, cooped up in the cramped spaces of a small ship. When Mayflower sailed from Plymouth alone on September 16th, I feel like that's supposed to be before Plymouth alone, on September 16th. 1620, with what Bradford called a prosperous wind, she carried 102 passengers plus a crew of 25 to 30 officers and men, bringing the total aboard to approximately 130. At about 180 tons, she was considered a smaller cargo ship, having traveled mainly between England and Bordeaux. Anybody know where Bordeaux is? I do not. All right, well, um, but mainly traveling between England and Bordeaux with clothing and wine, not an ocean ship. Nor was she in good shape as she was sold for scrap only four years after her Atlantic voyage. Ooh, oh, jeez. Imagine. Um, she, was high, she was a high-built craft forward and aft, measuring approximately 100 feet in length and about 25 feet at her widest point. It's about the size of my house, actually. <clears throat> for those of you wondering, Bordeaux is located in France. Oh, oh there we go. That's way nice. different, though, than sailing to the New World. All right. The living quarters for the 102 passengers were cramped, with the living area about 80 feet by 20 feet, uh, total of 100, uh, 1,600 <laughs> square feet. And <laughs> why did you... What, dude? I thought you were saying, like, total for all 102 passengers. <laughs> okay. Like, holy smokes. Didn't even finish my phrase. I had to do that. All right. And the ceiling, about hi- five feet high. Oh. With couples and children packed closely that together for a trip lasting two months over the ocean, a great deal of trust and confidence was required among everyone aboard. On November 19, 1620, they sighted present-day Cape Cod. They spent several days trying to sail south to their planned destination of the Colony of Virginia, where they had obtained permission to settle from the Company of Merchant Adventurers. What a cool name. Uh, but the strong winter seas forced them to return to the harbor at Cape Cod Hook, today known as Provincetown Harbor, and they set anchor in... Oh, I made it so close again. You're so close. ...on November 21st. So they left on September 16th and arrived on November 21st. All of those that, names are names that I use yeah, on 21st. my uh, Sea of Thieves. <coughs> That's a, you don't <laughs> play <laughs> Sea of Thieves. <laughs> I do play Sea do of really? Thieves, though. Yeah. What? Oh, and you that. use Company of Merchant Adventurers? Yeah, obviously. 
That should be our group name. We're the company <laughs> of merchant and pet traders. How about you go to Xbox so you can understand yeah. what we're talking about? How about you actually play video games like yeah, exactly. every other 30-year-old man out I feel there. like this is not something to be ashamed of. It's <laughs> that not. I don't play video games. It's not I something mean, that you no. should shame others for either, <laughs> yeah, Charles. Yeah, chill out, buddy. <laughs> accusatory finger, Connor. <laughs> Moving on to the Mayflower Compact. All right. Yeah. So the Mayflower Compact, this is just a copy of it. This is what it says. Do you want to read? Oh, I'm sorry, No, Connor. go ahead. No, you got such a regal voice. Go ahead. I insist you do it. Connor's going. Right. In, oh. huh. <laughs> in the name of God, <laughs> amen. amen. We whose names are underwritten, the loyal the subjects of our dread sovereign Lord King James, King, Lord King James, by the grace of God of Great Britain, France. Pause for a second. Why is he dread? Our dreads. I think dreads. Like dread I, I wonder if dreads kind of like the same way we would say we fear God. Yeah. Like the kind of like the oh, respect yeah. aspect of it. See, I was thinking about that. Like with the Princess Bride, right? Like the dread Pirate Roberts. I don't know that it's dread in the sense of like, oh, he's bad. I think there's yeah. like a level of. You should you should look up the, the history of the word dread while I'm finishing yes, reading I'll this. Ooh, there you go. <clears throat> uh, by the grace of God of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, King, Defender of the Faith, etc., and. Having undertaken for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith and the honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia. Do by these presents, presents solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and of one another, uh, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid. Oh man, you guys gave me the hard one. <laughs> and by virtue herefore, hereof, do enact, constitute, and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitutions, and offices from time to time as shall be. Uh, oh, oh, I lost it. Uh oh. As shall be thought most met and convenient for the general good of the colony. Unto which we promise all due submission and obedience. In witness, wherefore, whereof, <laughs> we have unto subscribed our names at Cape Cod the 11th of November in the reign of our sovereign Lord King James of England, France, and Ireland the 18th, and of Scotland the uh, 54th, Anno Domini 1620. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's my nightmare right there. In public. That was insane, bro. That was awesome. I would have rather read Hebrew in front of NAS. So. <laughs> That's an intimidating thing. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, apparently, when they left England, they actually had a different charter. Um, and it was essentially... The charter was like a uh, almost like a it was a commune essentially, um, and so they all had like they shared everything in common, and everybody got a share of all the property. So if you had a hundred people, then there were a hundred shares, and everybody got an equal share. And what they found very very quickly was that nobody was willing to work very hard if they just got a share of the of the profit anyway. You mean so, like communism? Yeah, basically yeah. communism, right? Um, and the reason for it was they had a whole bunch of sponsors. And they needed to pay their sponsors back, and so their attitude was: until we pay our sponsors back, we're just going to share everything in common. And once we essentially like kind of buy our freedom from this indentured servitude we've had to take on, so that we could travel, um, they decided like they they realized really so that was the goal was we're going to make a lot of money really quickly because we're going to pool all of our resources together. 
And then all of a sudden everybody got really, really lazy because it didn't matter how much they worked. They just had the same amount of stuff. So then they came up with the Mayflower Compact instead, which essentially established like free commerce. And it's not quite capitalism, but it's very, very close. And all of a sudden everybody started working way harder, which is... Kind of fascinating. But what was the one that they signed in Virginia before they came on? Uh, um, you know what I'm talking about? I was about to make a joke, but I'll keep it in the oh, What is your joke? <laughs> the Louisiana Purchase. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to say, like, the Virginia Compact. Yeah. Actually, that, that might right. be what I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I mean, I'm, well, it's, I've uh, never no, heard it's of not the Virginia, Virginia Compact. Compact. I'm what, literally um, just the that. Jamestown. What did they <clears> sign at Jamestown? Who are we talking about? Pilgrims. No, I'm thinking of. I always uh, thought it was that, like, the Mayflower Compact. King James thought that they were going to this other this other colony that they just couldn't make it to. And then they wrote the Mayflower Compact like for him to be like, hey, we're not trying to rebel or anything. This is just kind of how we landed. But I guess I may have that wrong. So I don't know. In the midst of people typing, for those who are still wondering what dread might mean in regards to the king, so there's like four definitions, and it would probably be the adjective that we're looking at rather than the noun or the verb. So the adjective use of dread would be greatly feared. So that would probably be most likely what they were using that in regards. Otherwise, dread as a noun is great fear or apprehension, right? Or a person with dreadlocks... (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing the king didn't have dreadlocks. But hey, Imagine, though. That would Imagine. be kind of... Dude, a wig. That would Magna be respect. Carta? That, of yeah. course yes. they would respect. I'd respect no. the king sure. thing. Uh, otherwise, the verb of being dreadful would be anticipate with great apprehension or fear. Mayfair right? So you're dreading there. something to happen. But yeah, so we're looking at the adjective. Greatly feared, dreadful. No, yeah, so I wonder what like the negative repercussions were of them not being able to actually get down to <laughs> the colony that they were intent. Like, what, Ooh, what was the? Well, snap. I mean, I found another definition. Okay, so you know? yeah, they just don't have. I found a better definition of dread, which would be regarded with awe or greatly revered. That's yeah, yeah. There we go. There's, now we found. We no found it's it. not the accurate one. <laughs> yeah, unless they just threw in, we're also terrified of you. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, probably wouldn't do that. Ah, here we go. I got a little bit oh, more for here you. Here we go. <clears throat> In this context, dread is understood in its archaic meaning, which is to describe something or someone that inspires awe. Um, could you uh, define archaic? Is that sure, archaic is old. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, I can't find what I was thinking. I don't think anything came. I think it was just madness before the Mayflower Compact. There's every man for themselves. Absolute craziness. I always thought that like uh, that whole commune issue came... Wow, I guess I just didn't understand history, or <laughs> I have no business <laughs> talking about history. Talking about it. <laughs> on a podcast. People listening to this, I hope they don't have notebooks out or anything. Like, yeah, man, they're like, it's about to be an informative these, one. These guys really know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so Wikipedia gonna, like, quote, says. Somebody's going like, to quote us in a paper <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> these guys on Google. It, it would be a quote that I would use in one of my papers, <laughs> and Boggins would call me on it. He'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I can't find what I was thinking of, but this is the sec. I believe it's the second constitution or whatever you want to call it uh, of the New World. I'm pretty sure they did one in Jamestown as well, but I can't find anything about it, so I might be wrong. Yeah, I always forget how many different titles these guys have. Okay, chill out. What? 
Uh, what happened? So going on to part oh. D, the first year. <laughs> the first. Oh, my mouth is open. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We're talking oh about God. something else. All right, oh good deal. All right, the first year, they came. <laughs> they came upon an artificial mound near the dunes, which they partially uncovered and found to be an Indian grave. I bet you, I know what it smelled like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was supposed to be left in there. Okay, stop. Stop. I would like to remind everyone. Uh, they talked about how Charlie smells really bad after chicken hey, tenders. I guess it's a chicken tenders. I did. I did. You I'm going to continue you know, you through know what, the pain. You know what I'm not thankful <laughs> for? I am not thankful for having to sit. Go get a candle. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Charlie, now you know how we felt all through I, the podcast I when you do knew. your crap. I'm so sorry. I think you could open the windows then. Alrighty. Oh anyway, gosh. so back to the situation at hand. <laughs> um, they came upon an artificial mound near the dunes, which they partly, partially uncovered and found to be an Indian grave. Farther along, a similar mound was found, more recently made, and they discovered that some of the burial mounds also contained corn. The colonists took some of the corn, intending to use it as seed for planting. While they reburied the rest, William William Bradford later recorded in his book of Plymouth Plantation that after the sha- after the shallop, I have no clue. Probably shallop. Shallop has had been repaired. Is that a comma? Okay. They also found two of the Indian ho- Indians' houses. Covered with mats and some of their implements in them. But the people had run away and could not be seen. Without permission, they took more corn and beans and various colors. Oh boy, we're using the British colors today. Colors. Uh, Yeah, colors. These they brought away, intending to give them full satisfaction payment uh, when they should meet with them, with any of them. As about six... Six months afterwards, they did. Holy that's just, yeah, that's just a weirdly worded from if there's phrase. nobody there either, you know. Anyway, makes sense. Um, William that. Bradford wrote in his uh, journal, and it is to be noted as a special providence of God and a great mercy to this poor people that they thus got seed to plant for corn the next year, where they may have starved, for they had none, no, and in no likelihood and. For they had none, nor any likelihood of getting any, till too late for the planting season. Yeah, I will say, like, it, initially you look at it and you're like, wow, that's incredibly rude that they just started taking it without the probably ritual, like, corn. But at the same time, it's like they're on the verge of death and they're probably going to die if they don't grab mm-hmm. this corn. We yeah, they also apparently dug up one of the burial, mount, burial mounds. That's something I heard, too. Um, and that, obviously, I, I can't imagine people would react too well to that either yeah um but at the same time they probably didn't realize and i don't think they probably didn't realize there were burial mounds either mm. you know until you find a dead guy and you're like oh that's a burial mound yeah yeah uh, did they just like see the mound and go wow that looks like a diggable area or yeah i don't know that's a good question too but it, uh, you can kind of i don't know if you've ever seen any of those burial mounds you can tell they're not natural oh, okay yeah they used to have them all they have them all over the places over by the cross and they just have like, uh, like in a lot of city parks and things, and just have kind of a chain around them. And it's but it's it's a it's like a a mound in the ground. Yeah, hmm. understandable. Yeah. By December, most of the passengers and crew had come had become ill. 
coughing violently. Many were also suffering from the effects of scurvy, mm. where there had already been ice and snowfall hampering the exploration efforts, and half of them died during the first winter. <clears throat> it's a tough winter. The native peoples were already familiar with the English, who had intermittently visited the area for fishing and trade before the Mayflower arrived. In the Cape Cod area, relations were poor following a visit uh, several years earlier by Thomas Hunt. Hunt kidnapped 20 people from Pawtux, Pawtux? Patuxet, Patuxet uh, the site of the Plymouth Colony, and another seven from uh, help Nosset. Nosset. And he attempted to sell them as slaves in Europe. One of the Pawtux abductees <laughs> <laughs> was... Squanto. Squanto. It's been a long night. Squanto, who became an ally of the Plymouth Colony. That's real generous of him, all things considered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going from abductee to ally. Mm -hmm. I mean, wasn't he like also fairly proficient at English then? Oh, yeah. Um, And so uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able. I don't think his story is in here at all. But yeah, he uh, originally, like he was sold into slavery. And then after... He was sold into slavery. He somehow came across a bunch of monks in France, and the monks like gave him his freedom and taught him French and then sent him to England. And then in England, he worked as like in somebody's household, like as a household servant. So he wasn't a slave anymore, but he worked as a household servant and learned English really well. And then um, eventually got the opportunity to be like a translator. And so he did a bunch of trips back and forth from like Nova Scotia. And then... I don't know. He must have saved up enough money to pay for his own journey or something and ended up back in the new world, or the old world, I guess, for him. And, <laughs> <laughs> and was like a leader in the Nautucket tribe, or, yeah, Nauset tribe. So, yeah. So he was like a leader in the Nauset tribe who then became an ally of the English. So the English had been really n- kind to um, Thomas Hunt, or not Thomas Hunt, had been really kind to Squanto after he'd been sold into slavery, but obviously the English are also the ones that stole yeah. him and tried to sell him into slavery. So, yeah, imagine just how crazy that would have been, though. Just you come yeah. into this new place, just totally foreign people, and the dude just walks up like, "Hey, what's up? How you guys doing?" Yeah. Like, oh. Well, I feel like that probably was a vital part of their relationship with the Native Americans after they got there too. Like this guy who has seen the worst of the English or the Europeans, and he's also seen some of the best of the English and the Europeans because he was rescued out of slavery by. Europeans, and then he was treated well by Europeans while he's being a translator and all that kind of stuff. You know, so you got a guy that kind of sees both sides of things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like weird. mushrooms. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like mushrooms. There's, okay. How can you not like mushrooms? Because I'm a grown man. <laughs> oh, no, that's not the reason. That's not a valid reason. Excuse nice try. Me. I'm a grown man with opinions of my own. Hey, oh, try yeah, a slice. Of, like, my, try a slice, and then you tell me because there's so much testosterone in me that no, mushrooms are indeed a work of the devil. So the potucket poka poka. Okay. Yep. Pokanokets. The Poconokets also lived nearby and had developed a particular dislike for the English after one group came in, captured numerous people, and then shot them aboard their ship. By this time, there had already been reciprocal killings at Martha's Vineyard in Cape Cod, but during one of those captures by the English, Squanto escaped to England and there became a Christian. When he came back, he found that most of his tribe had died from plague. Mm. I like how you say plague. How's 
Like, is this plague, we all assume, is just something that was brought over by the pilgrims, were correct? That's what I heard. I don't know if they can prove that. Is it something specific to them being in the boat the whole time? Because I feel if Squanto had been coming over, like, they'd had plenty of experience, you would think, like, immunity-wise with that disease. What they always tell you in, like, middle school history class is... That the you've got all these diseases that the people in the, so the Native Americans don't have immunity to, you know how we like we all have you know like generally we can have immunity to the flu to some extent and things like that, um, you know and, and like you know, different diseases right so like over in Africa they don't give them malaria shots because they're kind of they're not immune to it but they don't get it nearly as bad when we go over there we got to have all these shots because it's a big deal for us right this is the same kind of a thing. Um, and it's possible that it was like smallpox and things like that that wiped them out. Or just, that's it, what I've. I always read thought and heard. this was like their very first exposure with it, and that's what got them. Yeah, but there were a lot of Europeans over there already. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if it's more just in connection with how sick they were coming off the boat. Maybe. Well, but like, well, no, no. So but, uh, no, no, no. Squanto's tribe <clears throat> died long before the pilgrims came over. Oh, so they didn't like interact with the pilgrims and then die. Right, which is what makes a lot of these like protests and stuff kind of bizarre, because they're like, "We're celebrating a genocide." It's like, well, the pilgrims didn't genocide anybody, and yeah, also that's the other thing that's bothered me often is, like, when it's not like the Europeans were like, "Hey, we're gonna bring a bunch of diseases over," yeah, you know, like they had no understanding of that, like it wasn't even on their radar of like, "Hey, we're bringing over disease and we need to be more careful." I don't know if they would Granted, have been more careful other... anyway, but you know, and they yeah, certainly yeah. did awful things. I'm not saying that. But the one that we focus on is oddly yeah. not the one that probably and, and and Thanksgiving is actually a it's a big time picture of like really good relation like it's a great example of what good relationships between the two could have looked like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep going. When the first house you guys wanna read? I haven't read in a while, I'll All go right. for it. Go for when the first house was finished, it immediately became a hospital for the ill pilgrims. Thirty-one of the company were dead by the end of February, with deaths still rising. Coles Hill became the first cemetery on, on a prominence above the beach, and the graves were allowed to overgrow with grass for fear that the Indians would discover how weakened the settlements had actually become. Between the landing and March, only 47 colonists had survived the diseases that they contracted on the ship. During the most, during the worst of the sickness, only six of seven, six or seven of the group were able to feed and care for the rest. In this time, half the Mayflower crew had also died. Jeez. Oh, wow. wow. So you're looking at more than fifty percent of the people that left just, England are dead. It's crazy because like travel nowadays is so sure. I mean, a lot of us are going to be traveling for Thanksgiving here pretty soon, whether we're going to be flying or something like that. Except Can you for imagine? Griner. <laughs> Whoa. Too soon? That's just out of nowhere. So out of left field. So Here I was trying to have a serious <laughs> moment. Like, can you, I'm sorry, like, how Connor. Blessed we are. So Except for that Russian for political <laughs> tool that just. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, terrible. No, but I just can't imagine uprooting my whole life with a 50% chance of surviving. You know yeah, what I mean? And like, even if you do survive, you're never going home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, even like you said, travel so sure, right? Like we're yeah. surprised when something yeah. happens and somebody gets hurt or dies, yeah. even car accidents, things like that. My They're biggest terrible, fear is deer on the road. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, quick update on the Brittany Griner situation. <laughs> um, her legal team confirmed on Thursday this past week, which would have been, uh, I don't know, like the 16th? Something like that. Yeah, yeah sure. Whatever. Uh, that the WNBA star and two-time Olympic gold medalist has, has been transferred to a penal colony in the Mordovia region nearly two weeks after her reported transfer. Uh, she met her legal team earlier this week and is said to be doing as well as could be expected. Um, whole bunch of names that I can't pronounce said in a statement. Yeah, that does stink, obviously. Yeah. Now, you know what else situation. stinks? You know what else really stinks? What? Gus's. <laughs> Only 47 people surviving off that boat. So yeah, back yes. to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back. Now we're back. All, right. All right. So William Bradford became governor <laughs> in 1621. Let me tell you about this. Okay. It was upon the death of John Carver. Whoa. Okay. Now on March 22nd, <laughs> 1961, Charlie's birthday, no. What? The pilgrims <laughs> of the Stop. Plymouth Colony. What about 1961? <laughs> yeah, yeah, also where are you that. getting 1961 I said from? 1621. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% did. 1621, the pilgrims of the Plymouth Colony out, signed a peace treaty <laughs> Read this. with Mazoet of the Wampaganogs. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> the bad... of the Wampanoags? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the patent the patent of the Plymouth Colony was surrendered by Bradford to the freemen in 1640, minus a small reserve of three tracts of land. Bradford served for 11 consecutive years and was elected to various other terms until his death in 1657. So he's lived like four, uh, 30 years in the New World. Cool. The first Thanksgiving. Mm. The Pilgrims celebrated... At Plymouth for three days after their first harvest in 1621. 17th century accounts do not identify that this was a Thanksgiving observance at all. Rather, it followed the harvest and included 50 people who were on the Mayflower, all who remained of the 100 who had landed, so 50% of them had died, and 90 Native Americans. The feast was cooked by the four adult pilgrim women who survived their first winter in the New World. Only four women survived. That's crazy. Well, I mean, how many came over right <laughs> six <laughs> that's no, true like, but you've got 50 men and four women that's also a not uh, okay so it probably was more not women. a recipe for success um anyway the yeah their names are eleanor billington elizabeth hopkins mary brewster and Susanna white along with young daughters and male and female servants so there had to be more women than that if they had female there servants. Were female servants yeah, yeah. So that's not quite accurate. But anyway, according to accounts by the Wampanoag descendants, the harvest was originally set up just for the pilgrims alone. The surviving natives, hearing the celebratory gunfire and fearing <laughs> war. <laughs> it's so American. <laughs> it's only been here for a year and they're already wearing full-blooded Americans. <laughs> Red, white, and blue, baby. <laughs> I just go, sorry! <laughs> Ha-yee. What? <laughs> this is definitely your best podcast. You've ever- <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the, survi- uh, the surviving natives hearing celebratory gunfire and fearing war arrived to see a feast and were warmly welcomed to join the celebration. And they contributed their own foods to the meal. Uh, I read somewhere else that they, uh, it was a bunch of like gourds and things like that and maybe a couple of turkeys, but mostly mm. venison. So it's likely that the pilgrims were probably sense. eating that turkeys and the Native Americans brought venison. All right. Yeah. Yeah. 
do love that though. They're just shooting their guns <laughs> off, and their allies come running like because ah, they had a treaty with each other. So like, um, this was on one of the podcasts I was listening to earlier. They had so there were a lot of Native Americans in the area, um, but there weren't a lot of white settlers in the area, and so like there was you have like we imagine that they were like, you know, little tribes of like savages or something, you know, but it was actually like a highly complex. You know, like political climate in a Native American world there, um, and so one of the chiefs had allied himself with um, the pilgrims, like in order to strengthen his political position. And so they really were like wartime allies. Like if something happens to us, you're going to come help on both sides. And so you're shooting off their guns; they're ready for war, mm-hmm. and they show up, and you're all like standing around the table eating. <laughs> it's crazy. Gosh. Yeah. Guess you want to read about the holiday status? How we end up with a holiday? I here. Sure do. So on October 3rd, 1863, during the Civil War, President Lincoln mm. proclaimed a national you day really of... really struggled with that name? What? Sorry. Go ahead. Wow. I didn't think I did, and Lincoln. then you just made me seem sorry. as though I did. Loving Gus, you did great. I was literally <laughs> just reading. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Gus. All right, keep that going. time of year. Okay. Happy holidays, guys. President Ling- <laughs> Lynn Collin... Um, <laughs> Proclaimed a national holiday of Thanksgiving to be celebrated on Thursday, November 26th. The holiday was... <laughs> Just, that was a tough I'm first so sentence. Right? Just, <laughs> Just leave it all out. The holiday, was <laughs> the holiday was annually proclaimed by every president thereafter, and the date chosen, with few ex- exceptions, uh, was the last Thursday in November. President Franklin D. Roosevelt, however, FDR, uh, attempted to extend the Christmas shopping season, which generally begins with the Thanksgiving holiday, and to boost the economy by mo- by moving the date back a week to the third week of in November. Uh, but not all states complied, and after jo- after a joint resolution of Congress in 1941, Roosevelt issued a proclamation in 1942 designating the fourth Thursday in November, which is not always the last Thursday as Thanksgiving. Let's just point out that liberals haven't changed over the last hundred years. He's like, our economy's not good. Let's just bump Thanksgiving up a week earlier, and people will shop more, and they'll save the economy. I mean, that's a pretty strong strategy out there. I don't feel like... Do people really shop that much more just because it's an extra week? Cyber Monday. Yeah, I mean, but bumping it back a week isn't gonna, or bumping it up a week is Cyber Monday. No, it's the no, it's the one after. After. I feel yeah. like just mentally though, that does actually, because then if it's after Thanksgiving, like in your head, you're like, wow, Christmas is right around the corner. You know, gotta yeah. start getting out. Like I feel like it would Maybe. actually, it would actually mentally affect. I don't know. I do think it's funny that half the states were like, no, <laughs> we're not doing yeah, that, that, bro. It's like Arizona yeah. and time. Because, I mean, like, even if it was, like, it says some states, like, it had to be a significant number of the states that yeah. were like. Mm. Well, if, if he didn't do it again after that and just made it a permanent date. It's also funny to me that every single president after that was like, we're going to have a Thanksgiving this year, but they didn't make it permanent. It's like every year they had to declare it again and again and again. Hmm. That's kind of funny to me, too. Why do we but pardon the turkey? I've never weird. understood that. Uh, uh, that's a good question. Because it's hilarious. Out of reverence it is funny. for nature. Hilarious. <laughs> It uh, it humanizes the president. We sentence down... people to death, but we pardon a turkey <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Fair enough. Nice. 
I just clicked on one that said Obama was the first president ever to hit a uh, partner Turkey, and I know that's not true. That can't be true. Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound accurate. According to the articles that you post in the Google Doc that we have. <laughs> <laughs> From Wikipedia? All right, let's see here. President John... I got to click out of the coupon that just popped up. All right, here we go. The official pardoning of the White House turkeys is an interesting White House tradition, yada, yada, yada. It is often stated that President Lincoln's 1863 clemency to a turkey recorded in an 1865 dispatch by the White House reporter Noah Brooks was the origin for pardoning a turkey. Um, Reports of turkeys as gifts to American presidents can be traced back to the 1870s. Mm. Um, in 1921, an American Legion post furnished a bunting for the crate of a gobbler en route to Missis- from Mississippi to Washington. Wow. President Harding's... What? This is way more information than I need. I mean... Here, okay, here we go. <laughs> Recently, White House myth makers have claimed that President Harry S. Truman began a tradition of pardoning a turkey. However, the Truman Library and Museum disputes the notion that he was the first to do so. Um, this focus on Truman stems from his being the first president to receive a turkey from the Poultry and Egg National Board and a National Turkey Federation. I would like what? to be on that board someday. Okay. <laughs> Any of you guys actually like watch the pardoning of the turkey? Yeah, he like mm-hmm. puts his hand on a turkey and pardons it. Is there a big ceremony that happens before it, or is it just? I think the band bless out. ye turkey, and then they take. Yeah, the I think he just like officially. Yeah, they take the band out and all that, and then they. Yeah. yeah. Pretty big deal. Okay. I wonder, like, are there these breeders just competing for the best turkey? Like, mine's going to be the one that's part of John F. Kennedy then started to, a trend by publicly sparing a turkey given to the White House. He did Ken- it for the of sake of his kids. Kennedy, yeah. Yeah, he decided after receiving a bird on November 19th, 1963, that it shouldn't, it shouldn't stay as dinner. The turkey was wearing a sign that read, Good eating, Mr. President, and JFK spared the bird just three days before he was assassinated in Dallas. (laughs) President Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon, and Gerald Ford and Ronald Reagan were all photographed at turkey press conferences with their guests of honor. It's not 100% known if any of the birds survived to their White House tour without being stuffed, dressed, and served on a platter. Reagan joked about pardoning a turkey during the days of the Iran-Contra affair, but the bird was already scheduled to live out its life at a zoo. It was President George H.W. Bush who made the turkey pardon official when he took office in 1989. Since then, turkeys across the United States have rejoiced at least one day a year as the leaders have spared. That's a dumb line. All right. <laughs> See, so apparently it's not as big of a deal as everybody thinks it is. I always thought of it as like a Punxsutawney Phil, like Groundhog's Day type thing. Where it's like, oh, look, the turkey. And then like some weird dudes <laughs> dressed okay, up. Here's another one. Go Part, talk sorry. About it. Oh, go ahead. Um, so part of the confusion over the origin of the turkey pardon came from statements made by President Bill Clinton, who in separate years stated that the pardon was a tradition started by Lincoln, and then a different year stated that it was a, pre- it was a, a tradition started by Truman. It's true oh. that both did a one-time turkey pardon, but Truman officiosato say there's little evidence that he ever actually spared a bird. Makes sense. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway, I just love the fact that Bill Clinton in different years claimed that different people started it. Yeah. Sounds accurate. Anyway, cool. So that's the history of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Told by three guys. <laughs> In the course <laughs> of way too long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we're at an hour already. <laughs> Sorry, 
Yeah. All right. It's like all of a sudden we got to Thanksgiving Day, and it was like, jeez, we finally <laughs> made it. Oh, my goodness. See, I'm feeling you're survived. this and cut a uh, Probably line. not, man. Yeah. Probably not. Let's just throw it up there. You guys can skip around as much as you want. We're just going to let it be and put it up there. <laughs> you should probably right. put that disclaimer right. at the three. start. <laughs> no, the disclaimer always goes at the start. We're going to add a little extra. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't the disclaimer say something like, we're not experts about yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're just a bunch of guys that like and to talk about Jesus. we don't know how to pronounce words. You know, yeah. Reading we is all not have a hard time reading. <laughs> this is the future of the church right here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, since we're talking about Thanksgiving, we might as well talk about food, right? Um, and obviously most people have turkey on Thanksgiving. Do you, all you guys have turkey on Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. If I'm cooking it. If you're cooking it? <laughs> no, straight you up. You are my a mo- turkey guy. No, seriously. My mom doesn't make it. She wants to just do ham this year. Like, I'm the only one no. keeping the turkey you alive. Yeah, you got to keep the turkey alive. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one keeping it alive. You're trying to keep it alive family. and not keep it alive. Because according to my mom and my aunts, none of them like uh, turkey leftovers. So, what? Oh, my mom makes That's this thing. way better than I know, leftovers. right? You throw mom, some mayo or dude, miracle my mom makes this thing oh, where on. it's like Say at the mayo. bottom. Mayo? See, you had me, then you lost. Yo, yo, like best <laughs> leftover turkey recipe. You got this. So, yeah. you take a like a, a like a Pyrex container, right? Mm-hmm. And you put a layer of of toast at the bottom, like sourdough toast at the mm-hmm. bottom. Like tear it up into pieces. Okay. Layer of sourdough toast on the bottom. A layer of shredded turkey over that. Then a thick layer of Velveeta cheese. Okay, and then on top of that, sliced tomatoes and bacon. Mm. It is so good. It does sound really good. So good. I might have to oh, give that a try this year. My goodness. It's fantastic. One year, we didn't have enough turkey for leftovers, and so my mom went out and bought extra turkey breasts just to make it. It's that good. Oh, wow. it's fantastic. Well, turkey is expensive this year. It is expensive is it? this year. Yeah, yeah, it's like... You know what else is expensive this year? Let me pull up the Everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, okay, should look right. at the, we should look at the so, rates of turkey. I put it on the... <laughs> a bathroom newsletter that I made for this past week. Um, it's a dollar so, seventy two per yeah, pound do- this year. It was a dollar forty four per pound last year. So yeah. It's gone up thirty cents a pound. Yep. It's not as bad as gas. <laughs> well, I mean, pound, what are you comparing the price of gas, gas to? <laughs> imagine are gas you comparing it to mid Gas is way worse than thirty percent up. Okay, it's like a hundred and something percent up in some places. Turkey's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys' favorite dishes, like side dishes? I love green bean casserole. Now, okay. my only caveat to that, like my caveat to that is, like green bean casserole is good when the French onions on top are crispy. Mm. Like Ooh, that, it has to go. have the countermeasure of the crunch along with the rest of the green beans. I just, yeah, I, I just don't touch that. them. I just That's fair. Them. I understand that. I was never a green bean casserole guy before, but. When I had it done well, right, here's I was thing. okay with it. Here's the thing. I like cheesy green bean casserole. What? You know what I mean? Like no. you throw cheesy cheese green all bean up ca- in there. Are you yeah. sure it's cheese? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm 100% sure it's cheese. Because here's the thing. is like casserole, the way that people do it out here, is not the same as what my grandma does. And she throws like, I don't Grand know what mammy. kind of cheese. Yeah, my grandma. Mima. <laughs> I, I have a friend that actually calls his grandma Mima. My Montana Mima. But, yeah, so it's like you make a cheesy green bean casserole. Now, that is something to go for, for sure. Uh, but, like, um, 
what's the one dish? It's like shredded potatoes with uh, cornflakes on the top with cheese all oh, over I've it. Had that. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. We call them funeral potatoes because yeah. we had them yeah, at yeah, a funeral. Yeah, yeah. Funeral yeah. potatoes. Seriously, is that, that a universal a term? That might be a Lutheran term. Yeah, like, I think so. I but think it's definitely so. the best thing at a funeral. Yeah, it's <laughs> cheesy potatoes with besides the frickin', uh with uh, the charcuterie board. Also mm. great. Well, yeah, yeah. Love funerals. I put on so much weight. <laughs> flakes on top. That is great. That is a Thanksgiving tradition that we've done ever since uh, uh, one of my family members' funerals, actually. So, didn't have it until we went to there. So, when my grandpa passed away, we went down and they had these cheesy potatoes <laughs> and we all went fire for them. Yeah, it definitely was awesome. had those. I, my my favorite potatoes, it's like a whole pound of butter and a whole pound oh. of cheddar cheese. Oh, yeah. And then the potatoes. Mm. It's, oh, that's it. I love it. Oh, there's like sour cream in there, too. Oh, oh yeah. they're just so, cheesy right. mashed potatoes. There's a cru- thick crust of cheese over the top. Oh. This, has, this has nothing to do with Thanksgiving meals, but I have to ask this question out to okay. you three gentlemen. Do it. Do you guys eat cottage cheese yeah, straight up? For sure. Oh yeah. yeah it's not I just. Don't. It's just not an ingredient. Same way I eat peanut butter. No, I don't eat cottage cheese. I eat it as an ingredient. Maybe you lasagna. just don't enjoy if cottage cheese at all. If it's in lasagna, that's I res- pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. It's a great source of casein protein too. Yeah, but I think that cottage cheese is something that you can just eat. Yeah. You know, yeah. as a straight up meal. As a whole meal. As a whole meal. A little bit of hot sauce. A little bit of salt and pepper. So does somebody you know not do that? Yeah. So does yes. somebody you know not? I have, I have a friend of mine who thinks it only belongs as an ingredient in food. It is in no case should it ever be eaten just straight up. No, I always get a, frustrated because I'm always told about like how healthy it is and how good it is, and I see yeah. other people eating it all the time. And they is like it a textural they, they thing? put peaches Taste? in it. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I'm always I'm like, no, wow, I don't that like looks that, really like good. Peaches. Yeah, and then I eat it. and I'm like, I still I don't, don't like, like peaches it. Peaches either. Like I love the texture, like pa- tapioca pudding. Mm. I love it for the texture. I'll eat the really, okay. but like straight up all day, I, I can't do the flavor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love is a both, cheese. both times that I've like seriously tried to gain weight fast, like good weight, not just trying to get fat. <laughs> <laughs> so, like both when I was give you some notes when I was trying to get heavier for foot because one year I lost, I lost like forty pounds in the off season thinking I was going to play defensive end. Mm-hmm. And then showed up for camp and I was playing defensive tackle. So I had put on as much weight as I possibly could. So I was lifting like two hours a day plus practice and eating as many dense calories as I could. And one of the like one of the things I would eat is peanut butter just mixed with oats and warm it up with honey. And the other thing was I was eating cottage, cottage cheese, cheese by the pound. Yeah. And then when I deadlifted 600 pounds, I was trying to get as strong as I could, as fast as I could, which also meant putting on a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, like it was again. I was eat, buying like those big jugs of yes. cottage cheese. Yes, I would eat like a half and do- half a dozen eggs oh. with a couple of links of sausage, and then like a cup and a half of cottage cheese. For I like the way you day. talk. I just imagine nice. you like sitting at home watching <laughs> that the show, was, dirty so, white shirt. I've got on. just <laughs> <in> <laughs> <the> <laughs> boxers. There's a different name for that. Huge. I've got a couple. Of, <laughs> right, in, my, in my closet, there's a couple of shirts that have a 20 inch neck. Oh, <laughs> That's from those days. That was, those were thick trousers. <laughs> yeah, yikes, I weighed about 260 pounds, had a 20 inch neck, and I'd wear a double XL dress shirt. Mm. Mm. That's putting weight on the good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, words <laughs> that's putting on healthy weight. Yeah, that's the good weight. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy though. Even like, you hear him talking about sleep apnea too. Like the heavier you are, the more likely it is. Once I, like, it's like a 245 pounds or so. All of a sudden, I can't sleep as well. Like really? I wake up in the middle of the night, like I and I can tell that like my throat's dry and mm. it hurts. Like I can tell I've been 
like I haven't been breathing very well. So mm. I have to like sleep on my side. And then because my shoulders are so broad when I get that big, not all the time, but when I get that big, I have to put a pillow. <laughs> I have to hold a pillow, like a hug a pillow like that when I lay on my side. Otherwise, it crushes I my shoulder. I think that's just a loneliness, Charlie. <laughs> Imagine having a wife, though. Then you would just have like a pillow. Creating like a backstory for if somebody watches. Yeah. It's my shoulders. They're so broad. I saw you bulking up, and I'm so lonely. No, I'm I really it, need. Dude, I'm thinking about it the other way. That poor girl's going to just get crushed. Uh, yeah, I guess. No. Better a pillow than a woman. It's, it's not the fact that it's a body pillow of Hillary Clinton or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that's what it is. We've seen it. It's my shoulders that are so broad. Yeah, for those of you who have no idea. For those of you who have no idea what Charlie looks like, he's the kind of guy that has a Hillary Clinton body, body pillow. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, who, Hillary, I was kind of wanted, size. I wonder how I wonder if such a thing exists. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, that? You got a uh, Thanksgiving dish. <laughs> I know what your Christmas um, gift is this year. So I don't remember much about the show. Uh, oh, here we the go. Wiggles. Hillary Florida. Clinton full hey, body pillowcase pillow cover. Um 34.99. That's that's a steal. Okay, you yeah, have to so buy the pillow separately. And her book right, comes so with it. So you've already spent that money. Let's stop talking about it. It's Zach's turn. Okay. All right, Zach, what do you got? Uh, so, yeah, I don't remember much about the show The Wiggles, but mm. uh, I do remember the song uh, Fruit Salad, Yummy, Yummy, mm. because uh, fruit salad is, in fact, yummy, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> was <laughs> profound. <laughs> definitely, yeah. For sure. For sure. Just, uh, <laughs> definitely the one. Uh, that I keep going back to over and over. Like I'll have usually one serving of everything at the table, but yeah. then I'll step away from my plate to go grab a bowl out of the cupboard so I can just start scooping some fruit salad. Really? Is this the one with the fluff on the inside of it? Yeah, what no, kind of fruit salad the, uh, are you talking about? Like gelatin yeah, fruit salad or the fluff? Uh, like the fruit gelatin, salad? yeah. What do you call that uh, with the fluff in it? Because the calf Ooh, had it, and they it called fluff. it they called it uh, Quilter's salad or something like oh, that. Quilter's salad, that's, really? Okay, that's ageist, man. That, <laughs> okay, no. but it had like grapes and strawberries no, and then my family Marcel fluff. My family just calls it fluff. No, no, oh. none of our fluff. heads were there, and you took us there. Okay. Oh, well, there's also definitely not all the old. I mean, quilters aren't all the old ladies. I think actually no, that's a great name. Quilter salad is actually day. a great name for that. Oh, that's actually not the name of it. Never mind. This is something else. Huh. Shout out to my grandpa. He quotes. That's so just scratched the last thing. <laughs> I got the amount of hatred <laughs> in your bad. eyes as you said that. What? <laughs> like the hatred in your eyes. My Dude, grandpa do you quilts. You don't know what my eyes look like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, like gonna judge my grandma? She quilts. You don't think she could make that salad? My grandpa quilts too. What Dude, you gonna my, say about that? Yeah, my grandpa quilts all day. Grandma or grandpa? Grandpa. Really? Pumpkin pie is yeah. a classic. Straight That's kind of cool. Yeah, I you, love a pumpkin pumpkin pie. you a pumpkin pie? <laughs> I, actually, I actually don't like pumpkin pie. I just like Cool Whip. Here's the like, thing. I just pumpkin like pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is determined by the crust. Oh, have I ever told you guys my, oh my story about my, the best pie I've ever hey, had? You know, actually, I have a topic that I'm supposed to talk about. Have I ever told you the story about the best pie I've ever had in my life? No. No. Okay. So <laughs> when I was living in Milwaukee, I was so I was like I said, Ooh, teacher yeah, in have, inner city Milwaukee. Actually, I know this uh, isn't it a great story? I haven't heard. All right, tell it. So um, I was living in Milwaukee and I went to like a pee wee football game. I was teaching second grade at the time, so I'm talking pee wee football game. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> just chaos, just kids running around. When he had a 19 inch neck. Actually, it was about the same time, yeah. Um, so I went, and it was like 11 o'clock in the morning, and it was starting to be a crisp fall day, and I thought to myself, you know what? 
I could really use a pie right now. I haven't mm. had a good pie in a while. And so I just Googled on my phone, best pies in Milwaukee. And there were three or four of them. And then Wait, after oh, that, I have heard this Baker story. Square. You Googled on your phone, bro? I did Google on my phone. Yo. I know. <laughs> right on my phone. Anyway, um, so... I Google my phone, Best Pies in Milwaukee, and one of them was like way on the south side. One of them was way over by Waukesha, so I didn't want to go to either of those places. And then there was one that just said, Mr. Dye's Pies, spelled D-Y-E, Mr. Dye's Pies. And there was no information, but there was an address. And so I just thought to myself, like, you know what? That's the one that's close by. I'm going to try Mr. Dye's Pies, right? And so I put the address in my phone. I drive over there, and I show up at what looks like an old, like, Valvoline station, you know, like a... Like a tire rotation and oil change kind of place with all the doors and everything. But the doors of the office and the door, like the garage doors, all the windows are papered over. And there's no sign anywhere that I can see. So I pulled around the back and was like looking around. I was like, this is the address. Like, this, they must have moved or something. I can't, you know. And as I'm about to pull back out of the parking lot, I see, you know, like those political signs with the wire frame. And it's just somebody had recycled one of those and taken printer paper and taped it on there. And it just said D Y E P Y E. That's all it said on the sign. And it was even spelled differently than it was online because <laughs> online it was spelled pie the normal way. Right? <clears throat> and that's all it said no arrow, no nothing. And I thought. Okay, well, this must be the place for the pies. And in my brain, I was like, well, it, I mean, it's probably like a mom and pop place. They can't afford to sign or whatever. Maybe they don't even open every day. Like, well, I'll just go knock on the door and see what's going on inside. And so I go, I parked my car, and I went to go knock on what would have been like the office for the garage, you know, back in the day. I knock on the door, and it's papered, and there's no answer. So I knocked again, and as I'm about to walk away, the door like slowly opens, and there's this like middle-aged African-American guy dressed to the nines like pinstripe suit fedora like bright red tie just dressed to the nines and he says how can i help you and i said uh i'm sorry i must have got the wrong place i was looking for mr dye's pies and he like he literally like steps back looks me up and down head to toe and says well, come in and doesn't say another word and i walk in and there's not a single stitch of furniture in this waiting room like the office <laughs> and there's like the you know the kind of bar like the parts counter kind of thing and uh, he says stay here and he goes in, and even the doors on the inside were papered over, right? So he goes into this door, and I'm waiting there for maybe two minutes, and the same guy comes out, opens up the door, and says, come on in, very quietly. So I walk in, and there's a room, like it's, you know, the garage, so it's this big room. In the whole room, like all the walls are just lined with igloo coolers, just lined up to the ceiling with igloo coolers all the way around. And there's about 12 or 14 black men in there all dressed to the nines like dressed up you know the fancy suits the fedoras the bright colors the flashy shoes all that just dressed to the nines and as he's standing there or those you guys are all standing around the outside and then there's one just enormous man like both very tall and very large man sitting at a card table in the middle of the room with like a three-piece suit on and a like a pocket watch the whole the whole nine yards and he's sitting there in the middle of the room and he looks up and goes, I'm Mr. Die. And that's all he says. And the other guy like beckons me over, so I walk up to the card table. And Mr. Die says, how can I help you? And at this point, I was convinced there was something shady going on. Like, there's no way this place is actually selling pies, right? <laughs> I was convinced something shady was going on. And I walked up to the table, and I just said, uh, I mean, I was just trying to buy a pie. 
<laughs> and this guy gives me this like dark look, and all of a sudden just bursts into this giant smile and says, "What kind of pie are you looking for?" <laughs> <laughs> and all the guys standing around the room start like nodding at each other and looking at each other. Like, this guy can't get some pie. And I'm also wearing like sneakers and jeans and a sw- and sweatpants. And these guys are all dressed like they're going to a like a wedding or a funeral or something, right? Wait, wait, just let's go back for a moment. You were wearing sneakers, jeans, and sweatpants. Oh, sorry, a sweatshirt. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, a sweatshirt. So I'm not dressed up at all. And these guys are like I said, dressed in the nines. And he gets his big smile and says, what kind of pie are you looking for? And I was like, well, what do you have? And he lists off like eight different kinds of pie. And on the list is sweet potato pie. And I said, I don't know if I've ever eaten a sweet potato pie. And he like snapped his fingers. And one of the guys walks over to a wall, pulls down a cooler, opens it up, and it's just full of sweet potato pies. And like, again, Mr. Die, who's sitting at the table, like beckons him over with his finger, like, come over. And he brings the pie over and sets it down in front of me. And he says, you know, try it. I was like, right now? He's like, yeah, try it. And he snaps his fingers again, like snaps his fingers, doesn't say a word. And somebody walks up with like a real spoon, like, <laughs> like a silverware spoon, you know, and hands it to me. And there's like 12 guys in the room, 12, 14 guys in the room. And they all watch me take a scoop out of the middle of the pie and try it out. And they're like waiting. And Mr. Dad goes, what do you think? I was like, that's the best pie I've ever eaten in my life. And they all start like clapping like, yeah, this guy gets it. And they're like patting me on the back and whatever. And I said, oh, what, what do I do for the pie? And he goes, normally it's 24 but for you, 17 So I gave him $17 cash. And they like walked me out the door. And they're like, what's your name, man? I was like, I'm Charlie. And they're like, yeah, Charlie. How do you like our pies? Whatever. And he like walks me out the door. Yeah, The same guy walks me back out. I've got this pie in my hands, right? Walks me back out the door. And then closes the door behind me and latches it shut. And I just walked out to my car and sat in my car and ate the entire pie <laughs> in my car. And it was the best pie I've ever eaten in my life. I guarantee you, you cannot find that pie place again. <laughs> Is that Mr. Dice? You found it? Does Mr. Dice Pies? Holy cow. Does he look familiar? Uh, no, that guy doesn't no, look familiar, but that is awesome. Okay, so I looked on the Facebook page here of Mr. Dice Pies, and it looks like they're Sponsored still by. operating. They posted three days or one day ago, uh, but the general like Google... Like research, they have a website, but they're under construction, and I can't tell whether or not they're moving locations, like literally, like physically moving locations, or if they're having a new uh, on website. On their Facebook, it says out. they're on Third Street now, and that's definitely not where I was. Yeah, so I think that must be their new location. But otherwise, it looks like you get on an email chain, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for their online presence, anyway. So check so. them out. It looks like they got some great pies. I mean, these pictures look phenomenal. So. Speaking of great pies, thank you to uh, Domino's for coming out here twice tonight. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they seriously got weird with this last one, though. Yeah, they kind of threw it at the door, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like it. Did you order two separate orders? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, because Connor Thanks, wasn't pleased with the mushrooms. I don't like <laughs> mushrooms. Because he's a grown man. <laughs> with yeah, an he's opinion. a grown man with that doesn't like mushrooms. <laughs> like most grown men. He does not like mushrooms. He likes cottage cheese, but he really does not <laughs> like mushrooms. All right, so I think we should just go Thanksgiving traditions because <laughs> we've definitely <laughs> used up our time on that. Yeah, okay. Also, I will point out that going to church is not on this list, and I didn't think of that until well, way after the list was made. Yeah, fair enough. Well, so I that should definitely church. be a Thanksgiving tradition. I love Thanksgiving church. I love the hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a awesome. I mean, what else are you going to do on... Okay, That there's lots of other things to do on Thanksgiving, but... Like Eve? if you, I mean, but if you, yeah, or Wednesday, uh, yeah, a lot of churches have Wednesday church too. Mine does. Yeah, yeah we do Wednesday. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, the, yeah, my folks' church I think does Wednesday, Wednesday night and Thursday morning. Um, so there's a lot of different opportunities to do it, and I mean, what a great! I mean, you're saying thanks. It's a day of Thanksgiving. What a great opportunity to just go 
spend a day thinking about what you're thankful for. Actually, I was kind of down the other day, like yesterday, two days ago. I was kind of in a mood, and uh, I only had a few minutes to myself, and so I just, I know this isn't like profound or anything, but I just sat there and thought to myself for a while. It's like, what am I thankful for? And I started especially thinking of people. And just thinking about all the people that I'm thankful for that I like and enjoy, and all three of you guys are on that list. But anyway, just thinking Was this about when the you people. texted me that night. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. I appreciate I did it. Text you. Yeah, when Go Hillary ahead. just isn't giving enough comfort. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's natural. Joe, <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin like a, <laughs> a sentimental moment. moment. A real moment. No, I'm just saying uh, it definitely is worthwhile to spend some time thinking about what you're thankful for, and I think we don't do that. We have a day of Thanksgiving. How many of us actually do like have a and I think it's almost less helpful to have like a curated moment where the whole family's sitting around and saying things they're thankful <clears> for. <throat> go ahead, go ahead and do that if that's what you do. But I would suggest at some point, like get fifteen twenty minutes alone and just I actually really start know. thinking about what you are thankful for. Because one, it was a massive boon for me that particular day. But it's also something I just thought to do more often. Because if I thought about mm. that stuff more often, I think feel like I'd be in a much better mood. Positive, a more yeah. positive mood for sure. For yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Like. You guys do nightly prayers and everything like that before you go to bed, I'm assuming. Most I, times, most times. Tried, I'm I've tried, tried doing to. that, but mm-hmm. I'm usually, by the time I actually get to bed, I'm so roasted. Right. So I, I used to even read, like, uh, just, because I try to do daily Bible readings, but even that, I couldn't, I, would, like, I wouldn't do it because I was too tired. And then I started doing meditations in the evening, and even that, like, I'm not consistent about it, so I pretty much just say Luther's evening prayer. Mm. Um, but every single morning is when I do, like, my meditations and prayers and things like that. And I'll yeah, usually I spend like 35, yeah. 40 minutes reading my Bible and saying my prayers. I think like... I, I got my prayer board over here and everything. That I, and see, I kind of pray through that every day. But the the more time I spend in schooling with you guys and the more time I spend preparing for the ministry, the more I find like... When I do, when I do my nightly prayers, you might do them in the, in the morning or something like that. But my nightly prayers usually consist of using the prayer acronym for how I break up my prayers. You know, So like the P stands for praise... You know, mm-hmm. repentance, ask yeah. and yield. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I find that my thankfulness continues to grow, whereas like the rest of the stuff that I'm asking for is shrinking. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like the things that I'm thankful for, the list of things that I'm thankful for has been growing exponentially over the last four years, versus the things that uh, I'm asking for. And I, I don't know. There's just so much to be thankful for, especially being a, a member of MLC's student body see i don't know about you guys but honestly shower like when you're taking a shower throwing up a prayer that's not a bad one either yeah yeah because i mean i know for myself i usually end up taking like uh 10 to 15 minute showers at least for sure you know i mean being the minimum sometimes you know i'll treat myself to a 45 minute shower but i'm just that's a great that's a great moment you have the water hitting your back right and that just kind of puts you in a zone where it's easy that just kind of puts you in a zone where it's easy to then reflect on what's going on in your day at least you know maybe not your life like maybe that takes more thought than normal but I'm just saying, like, shower time is a great time to take a moment and think yeah, about what you're thankful for one. if you're yeah. looking to do something like that. I will often up. put worship music on while I'm in a shower, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I usually hum a hymn or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, there's a guide for daily prayer and a uh, credo write, like, exercise. Like, writing your credo exercise or a graphic organizer on the Gird Up website. Uh, so if you go to the Gird Up website and click on uh, downloads, you can find our Gird Up guide for daily prayer. 
and uh, a resource for helping you write your credo there too. So um, if you're looking for a way to start doing that daily prayer, those are good places to start. Why does it feel like you're looking that up? I wanted to make sure I knew where it was. No, no, yeah, I knew it was on the website. I didn't. So there's two different. There's the resources and the downloads, and I wanted to know know for sure which one it was. I did look it up. Yeah. Okay, so looking at your number five here on the on the Google Doc, we have says Thanksgiving traditions to try. Yeah, play some backyard football. Do any of you guys ever do that? I don't have any brothers, so (laughs) no, not even once. For the past three years, my family has done flag football at one of the parks near our, like, where we live. It's been amazing. It's awesome. We usually get, like, 13 to a team, and it's like you just have everybody on whatever side. You don't, you know, you don't play, like, with rules or anything like that. It's just, oh, if you pull the flag, you're down kind of deal. Question, are you doing this before or after the meal? Mm. This is before the meal. Okay. That, That is important. For sure. Did you also say that you your aunt makes Uncle you guys Ronnie work out there. before the meal too? Is this yeah. All at so the same before time? the football game, that's before the meal. <laughs> <laughs> you have to jog like two miles, <laughs> and you have to do a workout every quarter mile. <laughs> of course, Gustav usually skips this while he's cooking his turkey. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a turkey in the oven. I miss out. Hence why they started having turkeys three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he started running around. He's like, "Nope, we're making turkey." Yeah. <laughs> so the facility that we use, it's like. Uh, three football fields wide, like if the they were facility? lined up parallel. Yeah, I was How big is your well, family? Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry, like sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a park. Stadium. It's a park. <laughs> the compound that we Where's all get the together. Field? <laughs> okay. They have their own like, like a sovereign nation out front. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like a military yeah, yeah. obstacle course. Okay, there's a we're baseball we're field to a member within from, the park. Uh, and then after dinner, they review their constitution and talk about that too. <laughs> rope climbs, vote. Well, <laughs> Grandpa is the president okay, again every year. You guys year. are spot on right now. That's exactly what happens, actually. So, <laughs> but if so, you were to give a different interpretation, what would it be? So it's like a <laughs> blink twice if you need help. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so it's like part of the Wentz family plan, wide, right? and you'd like to get out. <laughs> please, act up. please call. <laughs> All right. Anyway. It's like three football fields wide, and at each corner of the field, you're supposed to do a different workout. So, like, the first corner, it's like you have to do, like, 25 push-ups. Second corner, you have to do, like, 30 jumping jacks or, you know, and then the fourth, the third corner or fourth corner, you have to do a whole bunch of burpees, something like that. But anyway, so it's like, I mean, I'm jogging, walking. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. As long, If you're a young person in our family, you just have to go faster than the ants, and you're good. <laughs> You mean about military age? Yeah. <laughs> When's the rifleman test? <laughs> what did you score on your rifleman test last year? That wasn't on the workout. <laughs> That's the day before Thanksgiving. That's how they get their turkey. That's right. is, she, uh, is she just making you guys do that because you're about to eat so much food? Like, I mean, that's the idea of it, yeah. Uh, they also call so it they can protect trot. their borders. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, other, like... Like fundraiser type Red situations, Dog. they Dog. do turkey trots and stuff like that. So I mean, it's not an uncommon thing. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. That's the idea behind. I it. know a lot of people that do like a turkey trot or something in the morning, even if even if they just do it on their own. I mean, no, yeah, that's my family. Yeah. We try to we do like a dress up theme, and then we all go out for a turkey trot. Like one year, we went out all as Mario Kart characters. That was our big oh, that's one. That's real cute. Yes, yeah. yeah, I, I definitely if I had some homies around, like I don't really have any homies back home anymore. Uh, but if I did, I we would probably go work out on, on in the morning on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Go do some heavy deadlifts or something like that. Here we are mocking Gustav about right. um, working <laughs> yeah. out. And then we're all like, yeah, but also we do that. <laughs> like, you're not wrong, but it's hilarious. 
Yeah. yeah like, I also imagine like, every, 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 every like five years or so, one of the kids has to miss Thanksgiving dinner because they're out guarding the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> that is what happens in Shepherd, Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what about uh, uh, the parade? You guys watch the parade? I'm sure we throw uh, it yeah, on in the background. Usually the little kids will be watching it. We well. always okay. watch the Lions beat the snot out of the Packers on Thanksgiving <laughs> all the time. We <laughs> love right. it. Well, the Packers have 10 days to rest and recuperate before they go lose all the rest of the games they play this year. So, <laughs> so You can't rough, beat us this year. It's been a rough year for you guys, honestly. Oh, my honestly. goodness. Yeah, and we keep losing just bad, too. Yeah. Like not teams we sh- We're not as bad as we are, but we're bad. Welcome to the Eternal Lions fan. <laughs> I know. I was about to say something like the Lions fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. As far the as the parade goes, year, oh, the good for the Vikings. Are, I, I know. I don't know how they'll. I mean, I, I I don't know. I'm not saying they won't be good. I honestly am curious to see how they do in the playoffs. Um, I don't know because this crew of guys that they have hasn't always done well in the playoffs. But they got a yeah. new coach and a bunch of new role players, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, back to the Macy's Parade. I got I and a lot of my family have a ton of marching band in our background, so we kind of mm-hmm. nerd out on the marching bands. But the floats and stuff and the celebrities it doesn't really hold a lot of intrigue for me anymore. I think the uh, the uh, uh, New Year's Parade has no thank you. The New Year's Parade do- has a lot more intrigue to me. I think it's more about because it's more art and stuff like that. I There's guess. a New Year's Parade. Yeah, for sure. Not Macy's. I'm, like I've the, never, the, I've never the, heard the Rose Bowl of parade. Yeah, I've never really? heard of a New Year's. You've parade. never watched the we Rose have a Bowl parade, parade for everything. Me neither. No, I'm, I've like never even heard that as a concept. Like the Rose Bowl parade on New Year's Day. Yeah. <laughs> no. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's fascinating. They used to do it on HD HGTV. I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used to like talk about how the floats are made and all that. It's all natural materials. Mm. It's really mm. cool. But that's for a different podcast because yeah, that's not you. Thanksgiving. Yeah. What about uh, Christmas decorations? You guys put up Christmas decorations before? I absolutely refuse to participate in anything Christmas related until after Thanksgiving. I do as well. Now, this year, I may, just because of how short the Christmas season is Mm -hmm. and the fact that I know as soon as I come back from break, I'm going to be so busy through Christmas. Right. I might put a few Christmas decorations up on Tuesday before I leave, but I won't enjoy it. That's fair. I was working working on that Axe paper, and I had instrumental... Uh, Lutheran Christian uh, Christmas hymns playing in the background on purpose or an on purpose like that was that was genuinely like my calming moment to to listen to that stuff. Anywho, um, I actually have to go. I have a uh, intramural game to go to right now. <laughs> so, all right, well, sorry. thanks, Shoreline. I apologize for just <laughs> no. leaving mid conversation. No, it's all good, good, man. Bro. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming. <laughs> I just try to imagine drinking a couple of beers and then going to play intramural basketball. It doesn't (laughs) sound pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) So athletic. Best of luck to you. Don't forget your jacket. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Don't forget your coat. Um, You guys, what about Friendsgiving? I've never done a Friendsgiving either. Mm, I haven't done one Uh, My girlfriend did one this year. Your girlfriend? girlfriend, My girlfriend. (laughs) My girlfriend did one this year. She said it was pretty fun. I mean, I don't know. I believe it would be fun. I guess I don't really have a crew of people that I would do it with. Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't have people around here, like the people that are at this table, minus the one leaving. Yeah, he was a friend. He was a friend. (laughs) He was a bro. This used to be a bro cast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, I mean, even outside of that, I don't think I would create an event and only only invite my friends like best friends or anything like that right. i would invite a group of people that i would assume would be fun to hang out with all at the same time we also like we do a lot of stuff together i mean like we had a fire on friday night and we get together for stuff all the time and because we spend pretty much every day together at school 
and we eat together all the time. Like we do all the. It, it wouldn't be that special, to, right? It would be right. special to cook together in that, but even that we do together fairly often. Yeah, we've done that a few so, times. So yeah, you've never Not cooked Connor. with us. Connor hasn't done. No, we that don't. With us. We don't. We don't trust Connor. Actually, I do trust you. Do you cook? I do cook. You gotta come over. We gotta cook sometime. Yeah, I've been a little busy lately. When we put up the <laughs> when we put up the Christmas lights, me, I'm, you, I might do that Nick on Tuesday. Because it'll be thirty eight degrees on Tuesday. I might like just do the that. The Tuesday we come back. No, or this like Tuesday? this Tuesday, just because it'll be warm. And okay. I don't want to waste a warm sunny day because there's already ice on the roof, Fair enough. and that might be the only day there's not ice on the roof. Fair enough. Yeah, the roof. The roof. Yeah. Nice. What about uh, family photos? Uh, I haven't... Well, so my sister's getting married over mm. the holidays, and she's been sending out a whole bunch of old family photos, and that's Lauren? been awesome. Uh, Rebecca, the old oh, the redhead. Okay. Yeah. And re- congratulations, Rebecca and Lee. We love you guys. Uh, anyway, the... Uh, yeah, she's been sending a lot of like pictures from our younger days, mm. and I, I've i never done it before, but I might do it now, just because it's been so much fun to see those yeah. that she's been sending out. True. Yeah. Fair enough. We will often like talk about our relatives though and tell stories and things like that. I mean, you've met my grandpa. You guys have. He's great at telling stories. I mm-hmm. want to start doing a grandpa cast. That would be, awesome. yeah, that'd be yeah, fantastic. That'd be, cool. that'd be a good summer. Well, I mean, you guys it. will be in Milwaukee next year. Yeah, so he'll be pretty close to your mm-hmm. grandpa, right? Yeah. So I would like to go fishing with him sometime. Oh heck yeah! That's yeah. so much go. fun. And he's got so much to say. Yep. I'd love yeah. to be at a distance seeing you guys doing that, aka in New Ulm, because that's where I'm going to be. So you will get there. Be, you'd love to be. No, in New I Wong? don't want that. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Okay, <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there. Um, yeah. What, what do you guys do after the meals? Because the meal only lasts for so long, right? So you're we, talking about watching football, but we watch football and we play euchre. Oh, Michigan, nice. Michigan card game. If you guys aren't familiar with, is euchre. That's okay. our that's our go to game. Uh, interestingly, I found out that euchre has its roots in tarot cards. Actually, <laughs> of all of all the things, Bunch of, of all the things, I know uh, it's very uh, it's very heretical for me to be playing euchre, but I absolutely love euchre and, and constantly looking for a game of euchre. I heard yeah. they're starting a cards uh, club on campus. Elijah uh, Walling and a couple other guys. I would love oh, to like a various cards club or what? Yeah, they're gonna play different card games. Okay, because there's already a sheep's head club on campus. Huh. Yeah, I don't know how Still to play understand I would game. love to learn how to play them, but I, I don't know how yeah. to play them. Yeah. No, so my family, we usually do either we'll watch a movie that recently came out, right? Or we'll play our family game. It's called Pitch Racehorse. Uh, Just in the compound? It's famous out. <laughs> 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 they race the horses around. I don't, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like the g- it's actually cavalry yeah. drilling. Who, who <laughs> can get away from the government <laughs> official fastest? It's <laughs> the survival training up in the mountains. <laughs> yep, that's what it is, yeah. Your dad's got a drone and he just flies over the top of it. He spots you, you don't get Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> who gets to sleep in- <laughs> yeah. The winner gets to sleep in the armory that night. <laughs> yeah, that's the game. That's the game. Sorry. No, you're good. It's fine. You're just making fun of my whole entire like life with my family. Or, we love know. it. It's just different than our our lives growing up. Yeah, so racehorse, pitch racehorse is the fast version of the game called pitch. So, yeah, I don't know if that helps anybody listening at all. But, yeah, it's a great game. Um, otherwise, like I said, we'll just watch a new movie that came out. I don't know. Yeah. My <laughs> family fairly often will watch uh, Miracle on 34th Street because mm-hmm. it starts at Thanksgiving and goes through the holidays. So that's kind of a cool one, too. We watch Charlie Brown's 
Christmas or Thanksgiving. Uh, th- yeah, it's a good one. Fan- that a, might be my classic. favorite Charlie Brown one. My mom too. is a big fan of the Peanuts, so mm. like we always watch the Christmas, the Halloween, the Thanksgiving one. So they do a really good job of like creating that angst too. Of like, yeah. oh my, like, I really feel for mm. Charlie. You know. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um. Yeah. You guys have any suggestions for for things? I mean, it is good to but get out of the house. Put a turkey on your head. <laughs> yeah. That was in the broadcast on yeah. Saturday. <laughs> yeah, with BP. BP Sean really liked that. He thought it was he great. I didn't hear that one. Yeah, I mean, okay, here's the thing, though. It's That's a scene featured in, like, you know, first of all, Friends, right? Like, they do that in Friends mm. with Monica. And then they, Mr. Bean does it as well in the Mr. Bean show. I don't know. Is it, is it just called the Mr. Bean show or... You guys no? Yeah. I mean, I've watched it. I don't. I don't know what it's called. You guys got church key? Yeah, I think it's just called the Mr. Bean Show. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, turkey on the head. Why not? If we're still talking about it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like going for do a walk. Do they do it on any? Other? I can't think of another show they would do it on. Maybe Psych. Do they do it on Psych? It's possible. What, if they do it on Psych, they're probably making fun of the fact that it's done on other shows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my right god! <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, going for a walk, especially if it's like a hike. Mm-hmm. I, I always mm. get stir crazy. Like it's, it has nothing to do with the fact that it's a holiday or it's family. I love my family. I love the holiday, but I always get a little stir crazy by the end of the day, especially because we yeah. live such active lives in our current position. Yeah, like we're just go go go. So when there's a day where I don't do anything all day, especially like this year, I'm gonna be home on Tuesday night. So Wednesday is going to be a lazy day. We're just like hanging out, cooking, whatever. Hmm. By the time we get to 3 o'clock on Thursday, I'm going to have to get out of the house. See, like my, my family is very opposite. My dad, my dad, my brother, and I, we get, we'll be pumped talking and hanging out with family all the way through Thanksgiving dinner. 30 minutes after Thanksgiving dinner, passed out on the couch, all three of us, <laughs> without Fair a enough. doubt. Yeah, well, probably that at some point, a too. solid yeah. nap. Naps are good. Fantastic. Naps are good. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Besides that, I mean, just yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I really do. I, this is kind of. I don't know. I probably shouldn't be ashamed to say this. I really love church on Thanksgiving. I do too. Like there's See, been multiple years where I went on Wednesday and went back mm-hmm. again for the exact same service just on Thursday. Like I enjoy it that well, much. Like I said earlier, I don't think my church does a Thanksgiving Day service, but pre-Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, right? Uh, we definitely have one every year. I don't remember being a part of it ever. Quite honestly, like hmm. when my sister was saying, hey, we're going to church on Wednesday night this year. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> and maybe that's just because I haven't had it for a couple of years just for various yeah. reasons. But yeah, I mean, yeah, just go to church. It's usually good. I mean, I, well, it's all I mean, yeah. church is always. Uh, I didn't go home frankly. for Thanksgiving yeah. last year. I don't really regret it, but it, I, I am very excited this year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm me too. I agree. Yeah, I am also. As, I'm also excited. Yeah. All right, let's finish this thing off then. Yeah, here we we're go. gonna look at Psalm 100. Um, Psalm 100 is generally known as the Psalm of Thanksgiving. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the subtitle on it. I don't know if this is uh, um, in the Hebrew or if it's a Masoretic edition or if it's just something we've put in for the English translations. But it has a subtitle, a Psalm for giving grateful praise. So I don't know if that like is original to the text or if that's something that's been added on later. But it definitely is intended for giving grateful praise. Um, And so it says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for he for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. Yeah. Akko just goes right down the list, right? Yeah. The earth, the people. Yeah, it's not a lot to decipher, quite honestly. It's no. pretty straightforward all the way through. Yeah. Well, here's a, <laughs> how often do we, I don't know. I, I feel like I go through phases where I am just like super thankful for stuff all the time. Yeah. And I go through phases where I kind of get in a rut and I don't, it's not depression, but it's like, you know, just like kind of in a meh. In a, like a spot where it's hard to think about things that you're grateful for. Yeah. And then when I do start thinking about things I'm grateful yeah. for, I start feeling better again. Well, I mean, but it's just like, I don't know. And I, I, I mean, I'm somebody that really, really loves people, right? Yeah. I really, really love people. I love interacting with people. I love all that kind of stuff. And I keep doing it, but it starts to be like a like a duty instead of something I enjoy. I feel like when I start actually being <clears throat> thankful for the people that I'm talking to, then that helps with that. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Something my dad's always said, right, is that uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but it's always easier to be sad than it like sad for yourself than it is to be happy right it's easy to get stuck in those depressive phases because i mean our sinful nature right it's comfortable to be there it's easy you don't have to try and be happier like if you're just sad it's easy to just stay right there but you know i mean god's word points out right here right worship the lord with gladness i mean the lord the word, the word, yeah. Worship the Lord with gladness. Yeah. Come before Him with, with joyful songs. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at, whether you're depressed or not. Yeah. You know, like God's gonna take it all. Like if you're worshiping Him, if you're glorifying Him, He's gonna take it for what it is. You know. Yeah. The one of the parts, one of the moments when I think being thankful to God has struck me the most is probably in chapel when we're talking and we have a prayer for somebody and it's usually something rough, like it's somebody had passed away, somebody's dealing, like that chapel we had recently where the uh, like a two or three-year-old child was diagnosed with a very serious yeah. case of cancer. Yeah, one of the seminarians had pretty serious leg yeah. injury. Yeah, and we, that we, kind of yeah. And we finished that prayer and the very next thing the pastor or oh, yeah. says is, let us praise the Lord. And then the congregation responds with, thanks be to God. Like, mm. in all things, being yeah. thankful. And for for to hear the horrible things or the, the trials that people are going through and to remind ourselves that despite that, we don't deserve the very breath in our lungs and we still ought to be thankful for it is probably the most striking thing of chapel for me. Actually, on that yeah. same strain, one of the things that I love is that pretty much all the family funerals I've been to in the last couple of years, especially on my dad's side of the family, after the internment, right? So, like, they had the funeral, you go out to the cemetery, you do all the stuff at the cemetery, lower the body down, and the last thing everybody does before they walk away is sing the doxology. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above you, heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. And you go, like, in that moment of just absolute grief and loss. And obviously, we have the hope of the resurrection. So it's not, yeah. I guess it isn't absolute grief and loss. But it's hard to think of a moment that's harder than yeah. that. Yeah. Right? It's very hard for sinful people to 
visualize what eternity looks like when we're stuck here in this imperfect part of our lives. Yeah. And you just go, all right, amen. Mm. Thank you. Praise God. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that this psalm, though, like when you think about it, like this is this is like it's to me. It sounds like some one of those outbursts that you have when you're in like a funk, and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I'm t- I'm done. I'm not gonna be grumpy anymore. Right. You know, and you're like, you know what? God is good. Like, shout for joy <laughs> at the yeah. Lord all year. You know, like, yeah. yeah. I feel like David despite just despite everything a else funk. around me. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Life is rough, but praise God. You know. Well, imagine yeah. that's what's hev- that's what heaven's going to be like, right? You but know, all we're going to just be constantly praising the Lord, like, like the we're constantly all the like time. that feeling is going to be what we constantly have. I mean, to an even greater extent, because we're living in imperfection, right? So, I mean, imagine what that feeling is, but perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you, it's like, <clears throat> and I think nothing really sticks it in the eye of the unholy Trinity more than being thankful to God despite the situations mm-hmm. around you. Yeah. Uh, I think about, well, so last year, let's see, it would have been last year, Thanksgiving weekend. It was the longest I'd ever been away from home in my life. Mm. And I was walking into the house, and my mom, like, she just happened to be walking by as I walked in. And just walked in, and not a word was said, just wrapped her in a big old hug. Mm. And you look around, and there's a fire going in the fireplace, and it's all decorated for Thanksgiving, and there's mm. food cooking, and my dad's sitting there watching watching a game, you know, and all that. And it was just like that, warm and fuzzy, you know? And yeah. that's what I, like, when it says in verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his course with praise. Just take that feeling and multiply it by, like, a bajillion, you know? Yeah, right. What a, like, just that, ah, it's home, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what a feeling. Yeah. Amen. Good stuff. All right, yep. guys. Blessings to you. If you uh, <laughs> if you're still listening, God bless you too. <laughs> yeah. We're making it this yeah, far. Seriously, yeah, <laughs> we've been through it. Yeah, yeah. This was fun though. This is good. Mm. Uh, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If you're driving, stay safe. Uh, we've got a lot of links to put down in the show notes below. So I'll make sure we get all those down <laughs> there. And uh, if uh, oh, we should shout this one out too. Um, we were talking about things to be thankful for. Be thankful you still got your. Uh, you know, the family members who are with us, be thankful for them. Um, obviously, we've been talking quite a bit on the podcast about um, Pastor Strong's family. If you The GoFundMe for Pastor Strong's family is still going, so if you'd like to support Pastor Strong's family, you can do that. We'll put that a link down below as well. Other than that, guys, God bless you all. You're in my prayers every day. I pray for the Gird Up family every day. Um, and so, you know, let's keep, <laughs> keep being an awesome part of our lives. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for the opportunity to do this. Thanks for giving us a reason to get together and drink beer and talk about Thanksgiving, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Happy Thanksgiving. Right. Love Happy you guys. Thanksgiving. God bless you. We'll, uh, go be the man God created you to be. We'll see you next time. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. 
Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms. And consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content, too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.